0: by the book to get you in the spirit this is by the book so hey neighborhood if you're feeling low dc will save you with this podcast show this is by the book by the book shooby-doo-wop wada yeah welcome back to by the book My name is D.C. Matthews at The D.C. Matthews. Thank you for joining us once again on the Corona Cup, a.k.a. the Tournament of Nerdiness. Where are we? That's a great question. Uh, We have approximately, no, I don't think it's approximately. I think it's exactly 10 pages left in the first round. And there are (laughs) uh, two... 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, about 19 hot tags left. Most of them by Glenn. You're going to be hearing a lot of Glenn these last few episodes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Should have checked the math should have checked the math. Um, So here's what I've done. Uh, I have all of Jeremy's hot tags. I have all of Brandon Banks hot tags. Glenn's are coming in as he gets them done. The poor man was in the hospital, got the COVID. He can take all the time he needs uh, to get the rest of his in. I have blocked out, redacted the names of Brandon and Jeremy's, I've randomized them, there are three hot tags somewhere in the names for this week's episode, I'm not going to do three intros necessarily, that's a lot of flames and, you know, crowds cheering, but we're going to get three hot tags done in this episode, um, which will hopefully help, (sighs) We also need to try to figure out how to fit, you know, maybe at some point we'll get this team and I got to squeeze them in somewhere. Lot to do, lot to do. Glenn decided, of course, there was another team he wanted to do a hot tag on. So that's also, I think, in here. So maybe there's four hot tags in this episode. That would actually help. Yes, one from Brandon, two from Jeremy, one from Glenn. And I've randomized it. Occasionally I will, you know, be a little specific about where I put it just to kind of space it out but I'm doing it completely randomly this time so that way we could wind up with hot tag versus hot tag. I would love it if it happened. I promise you I'm doing it randomly. In fact the benefit of glasses is if I look over my glasses I can't read the screen to tell who the teams are. Anyways I'm re-randomizing it once twice three times a lady. So it is totally Totally random. Totes my goats random. We're going to do pages 23 and 24. I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Let's begin. Uh, The number one versus number 16 matchup on this page. The number one team, I don't care for them at all, but it would be mean of me not to give the um, young bucks, the bucks of youth, Generation Me. Uh... A number one seed. They are, without question, I would say... I don't want to call them influential. I don't know if they're influential. But they are at least one of the most relevant tag teams of the past decade. I think I can safely say that. Perhaps one of the more relevant tag teams of the past 21 years. This century. Uh, I don't care for them. They're very polarizing, which is probably what makes them so... um, Interesting. And they're going up against Deuce and Domino. Now, I was tempted to make the swap to put this current championship team in and have them beat the Bucks of Youth. But again, while it is my tournament, I do want to be fair. So I will give the Young Bucks the win over Deuce and Domino, uh, which was, again, such a silly... Why did they think that was going to work? Or, you know, I was listening recently to... Uh, the reunion of Chris and Eddie, New Age Insiders, Eddie McCabe, on James Stewart's Wrestling Inside the Ropes podcast. I'm recording this on the day before St. Patrick's Day. Top of the morning to you and the rest of the day to yourself. Um, so just give you a sense of where I am in time. And they were talking about, you know, Vince has to believe this works and Vince has to buy in. I don't know that... You know, do you need to really have faith in every character you're going to throw on TV? Like, was somebody really... And I'll use this example. Was somebody really thinking that Deuce and Domino were going to set the world on fire? I don't think so. I think they were like, okay, this would be an interesting gimmick. This would be interesting television. And maybe Rocky Maivia becomes The Rock. Maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin takes that character and goes someplace that... I don't think anyone would have predicted, but I don't know. Maybe there's an alternate universe in which one of Deuce or Domino Deuce's Jimmy Snuka son, I think, uh, you know, becomes the next huge star. I don't know. Either way, they don't need to be in this tournament. They're in the constellations. The Young Bucks win. All right. I hope this works. I think it'll work. It's all random, we've got the names, let's begin. First team, Heavy Machinery. You want to talk about a team, what we were just talking about. Do I think, even at the NXT level, that Triple H and the NXT Brain Trust thought that a team called Heavy Machinery that wore kind of like construction-like outfits, did I think they were Do I think they thought that was going to be the best tag team? No, but it's two big guys, two solid workers. Let's put them out there and see what happens. I don't think anyone expected Otis to start doing the worm. I don't think anyone expected him to win money in the bank Uh, or however he got it. I think he won, Um, you know, but that kind of thing happens. Sometimes you just need to put people on TV and see what happens the cream to quote one macho man rises to the top. So heavy machinery. I'm a fan. Uh, I like Otis. I like Tucker. Hope we see something from Tucker. Not sure we will. They are taking on, Oh my goodness. We've seen this match at least a couple of times. Uh, the street profits, a battle right out of 2020 to start, uh, this, this episode, uh, You know how I feel about the Street Profits. Uh, Great team. Again, is that gimmick going to take over the world? No, they're talking about smoke. They got a cup. But Montez Ford, I'm going to keep saying it, will be, with Bianca, the best heel power couple we've had since... Maybe Miz and Maurice when they were feuding with John Cena and Brie Bella, no Nikki Bella, Ooh, got my Bellas mixed up. Uh, Edge and Lita come to mind. I don't think they're going to have a you know live ceremony or anything like that. But that's you know they're going to be huge. Montez Ford is so good, charismatic, athletic. He checks every single box. Bianca, as we all know, checks every single box. Speaking of which. Uh, on that Wrestling Inside the Ropes podcast, Jimmy Stewart pondered, if Edge doesn't beat Roman Reigns to end WrestleMania and send fans home happy, what is the match that does? Bianca beats Sasha Banks. Main event, night two, ends the show with Bianca winning. That's what sends fans home happy. Even the ones who like Sasha Banks. I'm giving the win to the Street Profits. Uh you know, I like heavy machinery, but even we didn't talk about Angelo Dawkins, who I enjoy. But, um, yeah, Street Profits, great, great team. All right. right, didn't I knew it wasn't going to take long. It's the hot tag.
1: Yeah. One fall with a 10-minute time limit. A non-title match. Introducing... <laughs> Boyd uh, dressed in the dark again, I see. Uh, look, look at this. huh? <laughs> just, just back up somewhere, please. I would like to introduce to you once again, ladies and gentlemen, two men that you should be familiar with. The men that made chickens out of your Mid-South Tag Team Champions. None other than my boys, the greatest tag team of all time. Lover boy, Dennis, and beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express. There you are. In the early 1980s, Mid-South and Memphis had a talent exchange. This talent exchange saw Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry finally in the same locker room again. They had been together in Memphis. Jim Cornette united the two men under the Midnight Express banner. No other team was better at being dirty, rotten heels quite like the Midnight. No other team worked so smoothly and crisply with opponents of all shapes and sizes. No other team was better at in-ring psychology and getting their opponents over. Their feud with Magnum TA, Mr. Wrestling 2, the Rock and Roll Express, and others not only succeeded in getting themselves over, but propelled their opponents over in the hearts and minds of fans who craved to see the heels get what was coming to them, especially that cornet. The pair held the Mid-South Tag Team Championship two times, The NWA Tag Team Championship three times. The championships or not, Eaton and Country often found themselves in the main event match in nearly every town. The Midnight Express, in any version, is rightly on everyone's short list of the greatest tag teams of all time.
0: What I find interesting about this is that I always presumed that Eaton and Lane were the preeminent Midnight team. I don't know as much about lover boy Dennis Condry, despite the fact that that name is just hilarious. But, you know, maybe Eaton and Condry are better. I'll be interested to hear someone, Jeremy or Glenn or anyone else, um, tell me which version of the Midnights uh, is is the one they preferred, which was the best one. That was very high praise from Jeremy. We don't even know who the opponents are, so let's find out who's taking on Eaton and Condry. It is... The team of Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Well, more AEW here on page 23. So Midnight's. Let me make sure I'm writing this down. Eaton and Condry. I hope you all appreciate the the sheer amount of extra production work I'm going to need to have to do because I'm bad at math. Like I need to put four hot tags in. I probably have. There's probably a better way for me to do it, but either way. Uh, Omega and Page. Well, I don't know much about the team of Omega and Page. People seemed to like them, uh, but I don't believe they come anywhere near the high praise that Jeremy just gave to Condry and Eaton, so we will give the Midnights the easy win over Omega and Page and send them to the Constellations. Let's continue. The Young Dragons. Oh, my heart. The Young Dragons. Back before I knew him as Jamie Noble, he was Jamie-san. Uh, Akio, I think, was, or was that in WWF? What do they call Yang? Oh, no, he was just Yang. Jimmy Wang Yang, a fantastic athlete. Kaz Hayashi, so often overlooked. Uh, love me some Young Dragons. And they are taking on... <laughs> uh, the tea, do you remember when Goldust was Black Rain? Do you remember that? Remember that day... Those days in in TNA when Goldust was Black Rain, and uh, he teamed with Relic, yeah, those were those were fun times. Um, yeah, the Young Dragons defeat Black Rain and Relic. Um, you know they've got a a mountain to overcome in the second round, but we'll get to that at the end of the page. Oh, I love me some Young Dragons. If you missed their feud with Three Count, um, do it quick. I don't even know when this episode is going to come out. And who knows whether or not Nitro is going to show up on the WWE Network. But once all the WCW pay-per-views are back on uh, the Peacock, uh, make sure you watch some Three Count versus Young Dragons. Fabulous matches. Evolution. It is a mystery. Uh, this is Batista and Flair of evolution, I believe they were tag team champions. Uh that was a great stable, you know. And I again, pardon me during my lost years, but it was a perfect. You had the veteran, uh the 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 brute force, you had the young guy in Orton, you had Triple H. Very well put together stable. Evolution is taking on uh the high flyers this is uh Greg Ganya and Jim Brunzel, Jumpin' Jim, and Greg Gagne, uh, known as the High Flyers. I don't know much about them except they were in AWA, and Greg Gagne, despite the fact that he uh, supposedly was a decent wrestler, was Vern Gagne's son, and that's always going to be a problem. Just ask Shane McMahon. He had to go away for a while. Uh, So I'm giving the win to Evolution. I don't think that's uh, something anyone's going to take umbrage with. Next up, oh, I love this team. The Bulldog and Owen. I think I like Owen and Yoko better, but I don't know. Owen and the Bulldog were great part of Camp Cornette. uh, Great team. Won the titles a couple of times. Really enjoyable. Taking on, oh, Glenn. This is going to be tough, Glenn, because it's got your Bulldog, your friend, your actual friend, the Bulldog, and Owen Hart. Let's hear about those grizzled young Liverpool self-proclaimed number one, Zach
1: Gibson, joined forces with James Drake in 2017 to become the Grizzled Young Vets. They went on to win the Progress Tag Titles three times, despite the crowd's insistence to take their shoes off if you hate Gibson. The man had so much heat, it was unbelievable. They won the inaugural... NXT UK titles in 2019 before dropping the title later that year to Webster and Andrews. They went on as to be runners-up in the Dusty Classic of 2019 before moving to NXT.
0: Glenn, I almost paused recording to, to send you a Twitter message and make you pick. But that seems to go against how this is supposed to go. So let's break it down. What have we learned? Number one, um, teams I've seen are better than teams I haven't seen. Well, I've seen them both. I've seen more of Bulldog and Owen, but I have technically seen them both. And I don't deny that Gibson and Drake are quite good. Teams with names are better than teams without names. Grizzled Young Veterans have a name. Bulldog and Owen never did. Were they part of the Hart Foundation later on? Yes, but they never had a tag team name. So, Advantage Grizzled Young Vets. I don't know that we have talked, low these 11 episodes in 18 minutes or so, about potential and what role should potential play in this tournament. You have a team, Bulldog and Owen. We know what they did. They won the title once. I looked it up while Glenn was talking. Um, but they won it once, which is less than I thought. The Grizzled Young Veterans have won Progress Gold, NXT UK Gold, and I think it's safe to say they'll probably win NXT Tag Team Gold. And then who knows? Now that they're in the U.S., could they go to Raw and SmackDown? Could they win the WWF tag titles? The tag division's pretty thin. AJ and Omos are getting to to wrestle for the titles at WrestleMania. At least that is what we have been led to believe. So I would venture a guess that, yeah, we could probably safely say they'll win at least one, using air quotes, main roster tag title. So I suppose when we put all that together, the grizzled young veterans get the win. Uh, Let me pause a second here Um, just to review poor Owen Hart. Let's see here. Uh, Owen and Yoko, technically on page one, they won. They did advance in the tournament there. So they are going to move on. They're in the second round, and based on the second round team that they're facing, they're probably going to win there, too. But just scrolling through, and I'll do this quick because I don't want to waste your time. I feel like Owen's been on a couple of teams that haven't done, been able to do as much. You know, High Energy, I believe, was on the last episode. I feel like it also happened elsewhere, but I could be wrong. And again, this is just wasting Airtime with me flipping through pages and looking at names. So, you know, these teams, maybe not high energy, but this is just poor, uh, poor luck on the part of Bulldog and Owen, because had they been somewhere else, they probably would have also made it. Uh, to round two, but they ran into a hot tag. What are you going to do? Uh, they ran into a hot tag and, you know, at least Bulldog and Owen will likely beat the high flyers. If someone wants to try to talk me out of that, they're welcome to do so. Uh, but the Grizzled Young, vets get the win. Let's move on. The Road Dog and X-Pac, I remember when I was putting this uh, tournament list together. And the Road Dogg and X-Pac, and I was like, they were not a team. What are you talking about? It shows how early on my lost years kind of started. 2000. 2000. I'm watching it on the Quest back before I threw my binder. Today I th- actually threw my binder that keeps track of my quests across the room onto the, the spare bed because I don't think I'm going to watch the network now that I know it's only a couple of days before it goes to Peacock. I'm kind of just like, eh, screw it. Um. But they were a team. They were a team for quite a while, the Road Dog and X-Fuck. Uh, I don't care for either of them all that much, but they were a team. There's no denying it. They are taking on uh, the team of Hayabusa and uh, I want to call it Hayabusa and Hakushi, though that's kind of inappropriate, Jinzei Shinzaki, who is Hakushi. Um, now, again, never seen them as a team, I don't think. Maybe once. Um, so technically, Road Dogg and X-Pac have the edge. Now, they are – they are. I don't think DX is really a thing at this point, but they keep coming out to the DX music. So maybe they even have a team name. However, this is the, the, the Road Dogg and X-Pac rule essentially, which is that they're both dumb. Um, and I dislike both of them, at least in terms of uh, wrestlers. And so I don't want them to win. So I'm going to give the win to uh, Hayabusa and Shinzaki, even though I I haven't necessarily seen them. And I can do that because it's my tournament. And I haven't been throwing my weight around, and I want to in this case. Uh, This next team will be taking on the number two seed. The number two seed, uh, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. TNA Heavily, were they heavily represented? I guess Generation Me, Black Rain, and Relic. Yeah, so they, they have some representation here. Uh, who is taking on Styles and Daniels? It is Scum. Scum. There was a team named Scum. I bet you didn't know that. Uh, this is Ring of Honor. Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino. Not Colby Carino. Um, but yes, Scum versus Styles and Daniels. I don't think we even really need to talk about it. Uh, Scum loses. And that's the end of that. Jacob's Korean. All right. We are halfway home with this episode. Uh, Our round two matchups got some doozies in there. I don't mind telling you. Uh, Young Bucks versus Street Profits. Brandon Banks, I think I'm speaking directly to you. If you want the Young Bucks to advance, convince me why they're better than Montez Ford. You better be real convincing. Uh, Midnight's Eaton and Condry versus the Young Dragons. I'm going to enjoy that. You don't need to, Jeremy, you don't need to send in a hot tag for that one. As much as I love the Young Dragons, I'm realistic. Uh, Evolution versus the Grizzled Young Vets. That would be very interesting to see. And then... Oh, this match would go all over the place. Uh, Hayabusa and Jinzei Shinzaki versus AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. Wake the kiddies, call the neighbors. That is going to be one you are not going to want to miss. Whew, I'm exhausted already. Page 24. The number one seed on page 24 the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys at their peak. You tell me what year that was. 2001 would be my guess. TLC ladder matches, cage matches. That Hardys with Lita Team Extreme would be the version I would consider to be the best version of the Hardys. You might disagree. And they are taking on the Highlanders. The Highlanders. Uh, Remember when one of the Highlanders got fired for showing up in the crowd at a TNA show? I remember that. At least I think that's what happened. But either way, Hardy's get the win. We don't need to talk about it. Let's move on. Our next team. Oh, my goodness. We got another hot tag. Introducing in the ring team number one. First from Robbinsdale, Minnesota, weighing 236 pounds, Kurt heading
1: His tag team partner from Tampa, Florida. Weighing
0: 294 pounds, the Coyote,
1: Scott Hall. Scott Hall and Kurt Henning were single stars for Vern Gagne's AWA in the mid-80s. Henning was the local babyface hero with a pedigree in the industry. Hall was the big bruiser who Gagne hoped would be the AWA's Hulk Hogan. The two developed a friendship outside of the ring and soon began teaming. They won the AWA tag team titles from gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal, no, not Lord Steven Regal, another Steve Regal, of 1986, and had many successful title defenses. Their run as champions lasted only a few months before the belts were dropped to Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. The AWA had an up-and-coming babyface team known as the Rockers, so the decision was made to let Henning and Hall pursue AWA champion Nick Bockwinkle. Henning eventually beat Bockwinkle, which left no room for Hall, He was homesick for warmer weather and greener pastures at home. Despite their short run as a team and their appeal to the fans of the AWA, the talents apparent of each man was undeniable as each went on to become legendary singles stars. Had they stayed together, they could have been one of the greatest tag teams of all
0: time. It's interesting that Jeremy uh, causes us to once again consider the word potential. They had the potential to be one of the greatest teams of all time, but they were not. So while uh, the Coyote um, and Kurt Henning were probably a very good team, uh, this is one of those things. You know, we're talking about the potential of the Grizzled Young Vets. They could be great. In five years, if they're broken up, if they're single stars, if one of them has left the business for some reason, we can think of other teams like that, I'm sure. Uh, American Alpha, great example. American Alpha. What would they have been had Jason Jordan not gotten hurt? Or had they decided not to go with the weird uh, Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son thing? You know, I don't think we've gotten to American Alpha. There's been so many teams I've kind of forgotten. But, you know, we'll have to consider that as we go forward. We don't know who Henning and Hall's opponents are. I assume it will be somebody with an H because we have the Hardys and the Highlanders and now Henning and Hall. Uh, so let's see, you know, and this team this might be a case where the hot tag loses because we might have a team that has proven to go beyond that potential and i'm wrong. It's the dynamic dudes, Johnny Ace and my nemesis Shane Douglas. Never go into a target without always looking him over my shoulder wondering if Shane Douglas is there working. He works at targets, don't you know? Uh yeah, they came to the ring and skateboards. Uh we're giving the win to Henning and Hall. We don't even need to really talk about it. Uh Yeah, no. They're even with the uh, you know, the fact that they didn't live up to what could have been their potential through no fault of their own. Let's not blame Kurt Henning and Scott Hall for this. Uh, they beat the dynamic dudes who go on to take on the Highlanders in a match where you just hope, you know, the ring explodes with sparklers and uh, some smoke. Let's move on. The Blue Bloods. Oh, we get to talk about my regal. My Lord Stephen Regal. Now, this is the Blue Bloods. Uh, Eaton is not part of this. This is Squire, David Taylor, and Lord Stephen Regal. Blue Bloods. Uh, great team. Although, again, didn't win a ton of matches. I, I happen to like them, but I will firmly admit that this is not one of those cases where Regal's going to get to advance just because it's Lord Stephen I understand this team didn't set the world on fire. They were more enhancement talents at this time. They are taking on. We're my goodness. The editing goodness. The editing. Brandon Banks. What say you? The Twin Towers. The Big Boss Man. A hoss. Akeem, the African Dream. A hoss. And Slick an all-time great manager made up what should be an odds-on favorite to win any tournament booked by DC. The boss man, an all-time great heel and character teamed with Akeem. Akeem was a hoss? Yes. Had a very noticeable character change? Yes. Often engaged in Russell Silly with wonderful dance moves? Yes. Yes. The Twin Towers had two men that had it all and should be on the short list of everyone's favorite all-time tag teams. That right there is a lesson on how to do a hot tag, in case you're curious. Play to your audience. As much as I love William Regal, and there's no doubt that I do, how can I argue with that? Hosses, wrestle silly, uh, change of character... Yeah, and the matches would be great. The faces Regal would make as Akeem started dancing would be amazing. Uh, the Twin Towers get the win. Regal and Taylor will will rush through the constellations and destroy everyone. Let's continue, shall we? Next up, uh, Dallas and Kid Cash. Oh, Dallas, Lance, Vance, Archer, Hoyt. You had so many names. Uh, again, TNA represented here. Uh, you have your big guy, little guy, power, athleticism, speed. Good good team. Good team. Not Nothing fancy but a good team. And they are taking on the Edge Heads. Uh, the Edge Heads being um, Curt Hawkins and Zach Ryder. Before their last run, they were Edge Heads. They looked like Edge. They had the long hair. Uh, I missed them. That was my lost years. Um. So while they had a name and Dallas and Kid Cash had, did not, I think I will go here with, again, the team that I know. Dallas and Cash were good. Uh, over the edgehead. Sorry, Hawkins and Ryder. Uh, maybe when I get to that era at some point, eventually, maybe if I ever do, uh, I'll appreciate you more. Oh, the team, New Japan. I, I am so sorry. To all my New Japan fans and to the people of New Japan, because I don't know enough about you to do you justice in this tournament. And I do apologize for that. Uh, This is Makabe and uh, Tomoaki Hama, the guy who does the headbutts. Uh, And they are taking on... Wait a second. Hold on here. Ah! Ah! Right now, it's Nikita and Crusher Khrushchev. But the Russian team has already been part of this, right? The Russian team, yes, they were the number two seed on page 21. So this is why it's always good to have stand-ins. Let's put in the team that I've had this index card for, the current NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Uh, That will be pretty deadly. Um, I suppose I could have separated between the Koloffs, Ivan, and Nikita, And then Nikita and Crusher Khrushchev. But I'm kind of treating them as one unit here. And since Pretty Deadly was not on my original list, they've since made it on the list. Big fans amongst kind of my inner circle. So we will give them the win over Makabe and Hanma. And now I am all caught up. The Hurt Business is in now. And now Pretty Deadly. Is as well. If you can think of any other teams that I am missing, let me know and I'll try to squeeze them in. We continue here with uh, a team again, you want to talk potential. This is the team of Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Not the most potential from a Bray Wyatt team, not counting the Rotunda Brothers. Uh, but this is bray Wyatt and and Matt Hardy when he, he was kind of woken matt he wasn't broken he was woken uh that team could have been pretty good and I do think they were raw tag team champions at one point, but that could have been a longer a longer thing uh and they are taking on the current uh t n a tag team champions we got Finn juice um i gotta give it to Finn juice you know that they, they did well in New Japan. Now they've made it to, you know, I don't remember what they call them, the impossible door. Are we getting some sort of weird AEW impact New Japan crossover? Is Okada going to show up somewhere? Um, you know, could Naito show up somewhere? It's, it's very interesting what's happening. I'm not watching, but it's interesting. Um, so I will give the wind to Finn Juice. Uh, setting up, again, I don't want to spoil it until we get to the end, but we have a a champion versus champion match here on page 24, which is always exciting. And by always, I mean, I don't know that it's happened. The Un-Americans. Now, this is not the team with Regal. This is Christian and Lance Storm. Back when they were uh, pro-Canada, anti-the U.S., Christian and Lance Storm. I should make sure to make a note of that. Christian and Storm Regal, not apart. On Americans taking on the team of Divine Storm. What was that? Chris Divine and Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm was like uh, Dean Malenko. Uh, if Dean Malenko wasn't it. no well. Yeah, wasn't as good. Dean Malenko, of course, better than Quiet Storm. I liked Quiet Storm. He reminded me of Dean Malenko. Um, again, in Ring of Honor, uh, in those early days, decent team. But I think we can safely give the win here to the Un-Americans, which leaves one more team wrapping up this episode. It feels like this has been a long one because I had to do all the editing and then I took a break because my computer was being fussy. Uh the team that's in the number two seed is the Crusher and the Bruiser, old school tag team. Don't know a ton about them, but they were one of the big tag teams of the 70s. I'm guessing? They are taking on, ooh, the US Express, Barry Windham, and Mike Rotunda. I don't have a hot tag on the Crusher and the Bruiser. So I can't make an, an educated opinion of them. The U.S. Express has a name. Um, the U.S. Express is a team that I have seen. And we set up a great second round matchup by having it. So I'm going to give the win to uh, Wyndham and Rotunda of the U.S. Express. So, sorry to the crusher and the bruiser. Somebody wants to hot tag in for the second round. I have folders ready for consolation hot tags, round two hot tags. What are the round two matchups on page 24? I'm glad you asked. The Hardys versus uh, Henning and Scott Hall. Did I say who I was? I'm DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I don't know if I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Uh, Hardys versus Henning and Hall. Great match. The Twin Towers versus Dallas and Kid Cash. Totally watchable. Pretty Deadly versus Finn Juice. NXT UK Tag Champs versus Impact Tag Champs. Awesome. And in a great storyline, you have the un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm versus the US Express in uh, Wyndham and Rotunda. That match could go 60 minutes. Barry Wyndham, Mike Rotunda, Lance Storm, And Christian, are you kidding me? What a way to end this episode. That match is phenomenal. I'm having a phenomenal time. Uh, You know, it was a lot of work to get the four hot tags in. I'm not going to lie, but I think it was worth it. It was fun. We heard from everybody. You heard from Glenn. You heard from Jeremy. You heard from Brandon Banks. You heard from me, and I'm not nearly as good as the other three. So what an episode. What, What a world. What a life. Uh, thank you for joining me. We have four more episodes to complete round one, and then we will dive right into the constellations and we'll figure that out as we go. So I'm grateful that you've made it this far, and I hope you keep, keep coming back. Keep on coming back um, to buy the book. My name is DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. This chapter is closed. We will see you the next time we go buy the book.